1995. Schedule an appointment today to discuss how a business valuation can work for you. Parker Mellinger, 672-0785. The countdown to Christmas continues, and so does our 25th annual Christmas Wish Campaign. Here's another young man that will be helping this holiday season, and you could help too. He could really use some help. He recently lost everything he owned in a house fire. He works extremely hard, and it is heartbreaking to see he has nothing. It'd be great if you could please lift some of his burden this holiday season. He could use almost anything as he looks for a new place to live. You could help this young man. He lives in our town. Visit sharedmedia.com for ways to donate. And thank you to our community partners, Atlas Chiropractic, First Federal Bank and Trust, Heartland Kubota, Advanced Auto Body, A-Line Roofing and Exteriors, Wyoming Corporate Office, and Odell Construction. Thank you. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Ho, ho, ho from the Health Nut, where they have loaded the store with great gift ideas like pendant crystal light diffusers, soft alpaca hats, mittens, skirts, and sweaters, salt lamps in assorted shapes, aromatherapy bath and shower products, unique Christmas cookies and candy gift sets, African baskets, and so much more. It's the ah, it's exactly what I wanted shopping place. The Health Nut and Sheridan's 5th Street Mall. Hey there, listeners. I'm every over-enthusiastic radio announcer ever. And if you think that's enthusiastic, then you need to check out Best Real Estate because we are enthusiastic about selling properties. So if you or someone you know is looking to buy or sell, we are your go-to real estate team. Call us at 675-BEST or visit our website at bestwy.net for all of your real estate needs. First Federal Bank and Trust is excited to announce the First Federal Community Commitment Program. Each week for 52 weeks starting in January, First Federal will select a Sheridan County nonprofit who will receive $1,000 in cash, plus Sheridan Media will match that with a marketing budget. You can find an entry form at any First Federal Bank location or online at efirstfederal.bank. If you've received a donation from First Federal in the last three years, you're automatically entered into the drawing. Community Commitment, presented by First Federal Bank and Trust and Sheridan Media. Member FDIC. This is Public Pulse, your information and conversation program, brought to you by First Federal Bank and Trust. You can voice your opinion by calling 672-KROE. That's 672-5763. Now, your host for Public Pulse, Floyd Whitey. Good morning and welcome to Public Pulse. With me this morning is the mayor of Sheridan, Rich Bridger and Governmental Relations Specialist, Bev Lightnum. Good morning. Good morning, Floyd. Good morning. Now, uh, Bev, welcome back to the show. I've had you on here once before. We had a great time. I remember a we lot did. of laughter in that. We did. <laughs> you're great having a... You're one of those people, you know what's going on everywhere. You gotta... Because your position kind of requires that, doesn't it? It does. It does. And the fact that I've worked for the city for 25 years... I've lived in Sheridan since 1980, very active in the community. Um, there's a lot that crosses my desk, yeah. crosses my phone. Um, I am the keeper of information. 
<laughs> that could be both a good and a bad thing, right? Exactly. Exactly. Now, how's your December been so far? It's good. I can't believe that it's already December 8th, and it, but all of the decorations around town and the hustle and bustle on Main Street in City Hall, you can't help but get caught up in that spirit. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like one of those situations where even if you're feeling a little bit down, go walk around downtown. And it will change your perspective. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mr. Mayor, how about you? Uh, good. I've had a good year. It's been a good December. Um, downtown's bustling, so that's nice to see. And, it's always uh, great seeing folks out there, isn't it? It is. And it's that time of year where you reflect on what you've done and the past year and look forward to the next year. And, of course, Christmas is such a special time. A lot of, for most folks, family gets together again, and it's that sense of renewal before yeah. you start the new year. And uh uh, it's a, just a great time of year. Yeah, I heard somebody once say that the reason why we put lights everywhere is because December is the darkest time during the year, but the light is a reminder that this too shall end. Right. And uh, we will come out of the dark even stronger. Yeah, the that, that's the tough part of this year for me is that, you know, quarter to five, it's dark. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, <laughs> No, it's not That's, possible. By the time I get home, uh, get the dogs inside, uh, you know, run in, put the sweats on, come back out. I got to start turning on lights throughout the entire house. Right. And so it just makes you feel like your day is gone. Yeah. You know, it's all finished and now it's time to relax. The, the optimistic side of me says the, our shortest day of the year is coming up here like in a week or two and then everything starts getting back. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, even I think it was sometime during the summer of this year. I was standing outside just enjoying the sun in my yard, and I thought, you know, I need to remember this moment and keep it in my memory and reflect on it once I get into December and I can't stand outside. Because, <laughs> yeah. boy, I'm here to tell you, this is a cold December, isn't it? It has been a cold December. It's been a cold winter. It's such a weird year because it just it's like we went from 60-degree days to 20-degree days in yeah. like overnight. Yeah. I, I didn't have time to acclimate myself. <laughs> well, and let's not forget the hundred and hundred and eight. Oh days yeah, yeah, that's true. That's Everything true. Everything seems to be extreme. Everything's going that, and and it's just that temperature or two, that rise or that drop, just one or two digits, and all of a sudden you can't stand outside. Right, it just drives you nuts. You got to go in because it's too hot. You got to go in because it's too cold. But come about March when it hits that 60, you'll think, oh, man, this is nice. It's beautiful. Out. It's beautiful, yeah. <laughs> I don't even need a coat for this. <laughs> I would I would say probably June is my favorite time of year because everything is just so green. Yeah, I'm like May, June. Yeah, yeah. it's just perfect. And that drive over from Buffalo in the morning is just beautiful to watch the sun crest over and uh, come down onto those valleys. It's just great to see. Yeah. Reminds you why we're all here. We're blessed. It's a great community. It's a great place to live, and I don't think I'd want to live anywhere else. Really. Yeah, yeah, me too. Me too. All right. Now, Bev, what are the duties of a governmental relations specialist? You, you deal with a lot of the information. What do we do with it? So the, the largest duty that, has been, that I've been tasked with is being the liaison between the mayor, the council, the city administrator, and the public. And so whenever a public, um, whenever a 
question comes in to the city and it comes to our office, we always make sure that that query, that question, that concern gets answered. We can't always give the answer that our citizens want, but our office is always open. We encourage people to call us. Um, I really enjoy that interaction with the public. The um, other major portion of my responsibilities lie in tracking legislation. Oh, wow. So I track all committee legislation and see how it affects anything within our community, within our city, funding, um, new legislation that's being proposed, and then um, piecemeal that out to the appropriate departments and always make sure that the mayor and council are well advised of what's going on down in Cheyenne. Because if something changes down there, it literally changes the law of the land. Exactly. Now, city ordinances and everything else mm-hmm. have got to reflect that. So it's it's just like a a domino effect all the way down. The exactly. changes there, you've got to know how it's exactly. how it's changing. So when it comes to sitting down and reading those bills and trying to figure all that out, there's a lot of legalese, uh, they call it, the legal language. And you speak pretty good legalese, I would imagine. You know, that's um, a really good question because I don't feel that I speak very well, but I know what keywords to look out for. And um, throughout this last five years in this position, it's become easier and easier to um, skip through some of that legalese and really get to the root. There's and there at the end of each bill, LSO, the Legislative Service Office, gives a quick little um, synopsis of what that bill is. So you can read that and then dive into the actual language and see how it might or might not affect your community. Is there a lot going on up there this year that you've seen so far? And I know a lot of these bills haven't even really been looked at as of yet, but is there a lot going on that you're concerned about or maybe excited about? Right now, um, everything is still at the committee level. So the committees are meeting and they're um, deciding on whether to push a bill forward, whether to promote it, whether to make changes. Um, They're actually, the committees are feeling their way through the proposed legislation that has come up since last spring. So always, you know, we're watching the funding bills, the direct distribution, which is a huge part of our any municipality's budget. Um, we're also keeping an eye on any severance tax issues and property tax legislation. Oh, yeah. That is going to be a huge factor down in Cheyenne this year. <clears throat> Not sure how that's going to go. Um, We always look at our water and sewer project fundings because that is something that um, the city, all municipalities, but especially the city of Sheridan is always tracking, always wanting to be on top of. Yeah. Are there there any concerns regarding sewer or, or or water within the city right now uh, as far as we need to get this fixed, we need to get this on the the planning register or anything like in any area? Or have we pretty much kind of through projects, 
throughout the last couple of years. Been able to stay on top of that. Yeah, there's not, I wouldn't say concerns. Uh, we always do uh, raid our sewer systems, our roads, all those things. So we know kind of the hierarchy of things we want to approach and what, what needs next to be fixed yeah. or replaced or um, and we have, th- that's an ongoing thing. And yeah. so it's, it's things we stay on top of. I think that our, our utilities department does a great job with that. And so, um, there's no sense of, oh my gosh, gosh, we got to fix this. Cause we didn't, we didn't anticipate this. Yeah. So no, um, we always have our one year, five year, 10 year kind of thing, what we want to get accomplished. And so we, you don't like surprises especially when it comes to utilities. Oh, the expense. Yeah. And everything gets more and more costly. So you got to really approach it at a kind of a scientific hierarchy of need sort of thing. And so, um, no, I, I think we do a very good job with that. And so the department heads basically will, will look at their area, uh, whatever that is, roads uh, or, or water utilities, and have projects ready to go. Uh, to be approved by the city council. Bev, did they bring those to you and basically say, would you present this? No, that goes through um, our budget process. And the city administrator, Stu McRae, and the department heads work really well together in um, putting together our CIP plan and looking at uh, what projects need to be moved to the forefront And a lot, you know, this isn't something that's just done yearly. As the mayor said, it's a process that our public works department and our utilities department goes through. And they will rate the projects in accordance with need and then also with funding um, sources that are available. Yeah, yeah. So I imagine everyone, (laughs) if I was the department head at least, I would have a, okay, here's my needs. Here's my wants. Two separate lists uh, that I would approach the council with. Absolutely. Uh, with your fingers crossed. Right. <laughs> you know. Well, and a lot of it is obviously money driven. And so, and we're always going out looking for funds, loans, grants, all those sort of things to help pay for that stuff. And so uh, it's always ongoing. It never quits. Uh, you know, there's always something that needs to be fixed or yeah. repaired or maintained. Just like a house. Yeah, exactly. I mean, when I owned my own home, there was always something else that popped up. You get this project done, well, now the fence needs work. Right. And you get that done, well, now the sidewalk needs work. Ever revolving. Always, Ever. always. <laughs> now, let's talk about some of this. Uh, <clears throat> the year is about over. Uh, what projects in the city are you happy to have seen done this year? Well, there again, we... it's. It, it's always ongoing. A lot of it's road work. We've done a ton of crack seals this some um, this uh, last year. We did a lot of rotomill and overlay. We um, as far as crack seal, we did about fifty thousand, fifty three thousand linear feet of crack seal. Uh, we did a lot of rotomill, especially up on by the junior high. We did a ton of rotomill and overlay over there. Um, Bev, I'll let Bev talk to this, but we replaced the windows in City Hall, and so. There's, it's just always something. We did. Uh, anybody who lives here know we did the East Fifth Street corridor. Yep. You know, so that was a rather extensive project, and it's still ongoing actually. But we we installed a new light there at Sheridan Avenue, and we redid all the curbs and stops and water and all that sort of thing. And so um, there's always something. But I'll give Bev the floor for the windows because that really changed City Hall. It's 
Things don't blow off the shelves anymore. <laughs> Were things? Was it getting yes, that bad? literally. <laughs> wow. So my office at City Hall is on third floor, and I had north and west windows. And when I moved into this position, um, one of the for one of the first things I noticed was the constant movement of air through the office. And it wasn't fans. It wasn't air conditioning. wasn't heating. It was our windows. And uh, so it, you ask, well, why haven't we fixed this? Why haven't we repaired this? Well, it costs a lot of money to re- replace all those windows in City Hall. They were originally, the City Hall was originally constructed in 1910. And then... The windows were retrofitted back in the 90s, 1990s. And they just through time and exposure, um, air, dirt, snow. Uh, In one of the offices, we used to get snow on the windowsill on the inside. And so it was like, all right, because I have that north and west window, I'm going to find us something that's going to fix this problem. I'm going to get this done. I will. So there's a program. um, It's called the WAM WICA, which is Wyoming Association of Municipalities and Wyoming County Commissioners Association. They have an energy lease program where you can apply for... um, And it says lease, but it's not really a lease. It's a loan. You can apply for funding that is energy-driven. So I took that to our public works director, and he said, run with it. So thanks to Jacob Martineau, who was project manager at that time, and Kevin Baer, who was building official, The three of us put together an application to this group and you can't, the least amount you can get is $2,500. The most you can get is a hundred thousand. We were awarded a hundred thousand dollar loan at 0% interest over 10 years, Wow! which then kicked off our window replacement project, which just completed September, first part of October, and we no longer have offices referred to as Whistling Pines. (laughs) We don't have to do snow removal inside our offices anymore. Uh, I don't have any figures yet, and I probably won't for a year, um, to see exactly how much savings we have garnered from the replacement of these windows. That heater's not kicking on near as much as it used to. No, and one other thing I'd like to say, we were so fortunate and grateful that we got to use one of our local vendors. Oh, that's great, yeah. Yeah. So there's no stipulation on who you have to use or what you gotta do, that's great. So that money goes right back into the community. Right back into the community. And we get people who know what they're doing Mm-hmm. And it will actually have maybe yes. even a personal invest. This is my city hall, you Absolutely. know. Absolutely. Uh, and maybe, you know, I'm not questioning any professionals, but when it's when it's your city hall, it might take just a little bit more time on getting that window in there, you know. All right, on that, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we will continue with the city of Sheridan. 
This is Public Pulse on 930 KROE and 103.9 FM. Share it in. Federal Bank and Trust is excited to announce the First Federal Community Commitment Program. Each week for 52 weeks starting in January, First Federal will select a Sheridan County nonprofit who will receive $1,000 in cash, plus Sheridan Media will match that with a marketing budget. You can find an entry form at any First Federal Bank location or online at efirstfederal.bank. If you've received a donation from First Federal in the last three years, you're automatically entered into the drawing. Community Commitment, presented by First Federal Bank and Trust and Sheridan Media. Member FDIC. Not sure? Well, take it to Midas Tire and Auto for a free 32-point inspection that focuses on winter needs like batteries, belts, hoses, antifreeze, and tires. If something needs repaired, Midas will give you a quote. So no obligation. From basic maintenance to major repairs, Midas is ready to keep you safely on the road this winter season. Schedule now before the worst of winter weather hits. Protect yourself and your family with a quick trip to Midas Tire and Auto in Sheridan. Shop for everyone on your list and save with the Sportsman's Warehouse Sale Flyer in this week's Country Bounty. Save up to 25% on camping brands like Big Agnes and Mountain Hardware. Gear up for fishing and save up to 45% on brands like Orvis, P-Line, and Lose Fishing. Save up to $400 on cooking brands like Traeger, Camp Chef, Lodge, and more. Check out the flyer, make your list, and head to Sportsman's Warehouse where they always guarantee lowest prices or they'll beat it. Open seven days a week on Brundage Lane in Sheridan. Save hundreds with the Stressless Sale Flyer at Carol's Furniture. Celebrating 50 years of unique Norwegian design, Stressless is giving to you while you give to your favorite charity. Donate $50 or more to a charity and you'll receive $200 off any mic or max recliner in your choice of color. Or choose a Stressless chair and ottoman or a power recliner. See more offers in the Stressless Flyer in this week's Country Bounty and shop Carol's Furniture in historic downtown Sheridan. Financing available with approved credit at carolsfurniture.com. It's time once again for Letters to Me. Just click on the Saddle Letter button on sharedmedia.com and type in your child's letter to me. Every Friday morning, Santa will read all the letters received that week live during the 7 a.m. hour on the Tommy and Bell Coyote Morning Show. Just in time for Christmas, one good little boy and good little girl whose letters to Santa were read on the radio will be chosen to receive a special toy courtesy of Kid Curious. Santa would also like to thank Buckingham Lumber, Sheridan Recreation District, and Jack and Kathleen Wood at 307 Real Estate for this special Christmas hotline to me. So all you moms, dads, grandpas, and grandmas, go to SheridanMedia.com and click on my Santa Letters button. Ho, ho, ho. That'll open a place for your kiddos to write their letters to me, or you can help them. Thanks again to Kids Curious, Buckingham Lumber, Sheridan Recreation District, and Jack and Kathleen Wood at 307 Real Estate. Have you thought about when you'd like to retire? One of your major assets in planning for retirement is time. The longer you wait, the harder it's going to be. How should you plan for retirement? Start by calculating approximately how much capital you will need at retirement. Then estimate how much you will have to put away each year. Finally, carefully choose investments in which you will invest. This is Bernie Spielman, financial advisor at Steeple Investments. Call me at 672-3434. Steeple Investments member SIPC and New York Stock Exchange. Good morning and welcome back to Public Pulse, brought to you by First 
Federal Bank and Trust. I'm Floyd Whiting. My guests this morning are the mayor of Sheridan, Rich Bridger, and governmental relations specialist, Bev Lightning. Now, we're discussing some of the projects that the city of Sheridan has accomplished this year. We just had a, a good conversation with Bev regarding the replacement of those windows. No longer uh, blowing uh, the wind coming in, blowing things off your desk. No longer having to <laughs> essentially remove snow from the inside of City Hall. Uh, a fantastic investment for the city. There is more to a City Hall remodel, though. Uh, what's going on there? What has been done and what still needs done? The remodel that we're currently working on right now um, is mainly giving City Hall a facelift. So it entails painting of all the offices and the hallways and replacement of carpet. In one of our offices, the treasurer's office, we had large open space, which is fine, except that it doesn't give the privacy or the quiet, um, necessary atmosphere for our workers. So we constructed walls that gave everyone their own private office. And that's the, um, that's the current renovation that we're working on right now. We have other offices that will be painted, repainted and new carpet brought in. But one of the things that we are just now exploring is a possible art gallery on oh, the wow. third floor. Really? So on third floor is the mayor's office, the city administrator's office, my office, and council chambers. And... Um, that's where a lot of the community comes in. And so I approached this with Mayor Miller a couple of years ago about turning our hallway into an art gallery where local artisans could display their art. Well, that's fantastic. And so that's just in the planning stages right now, just in the planning stages. We don't really have all the details worked out. But I thought that would be a great way to have people come in and visit City Hall. City Hall is a very historic old building. If you've not been there, you should come in and see the beautiful woodwork, the um, ceiling tiles, the lights. We've tried to maintain that historic atmosphere. And that uh, tends to be uh, kind of high maintenance now and then, doesn't it? It does. It does, because it is a building that was constructed in 1910. Yeah, but it's all worth it in the end. It is. Uh, it kind of retains not just uh, not just visually, but spiritually, the ideals of Sheridan, uh, tradition. Uh, and, and, and I would like to come in and see the craftsmanship. Uh, Ron Richter, our reporter up here, he knows that place very, very well. Yes, he does. He's, he's our city guy. I, myself, have only ever seen the outside of it, so I've got to go in there and walk around City Hall. I would love to do that. If you go to the back end of City Hall, it used to be the old fire department, and so we still have the garages there and the living area for the firemen, and probably that's our next big, big project is to rehab all that and make it into usable city space. Yeah. Because right now it's it's just a place to store stuff. Yeah, so it's just being used as a large storeroom. What do you got back there? 
Well, we had a lot of stuff back there originally, but we um, decided that we were just overwhelmed with stuff. And so uh, a lot of it we gave to the the Restore. 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 Mm -hmm. So they could sell it and get some good out of it. And then other stuff we just dispersed. So um, we don't have near the amount of stuff back there. (laughs) Old retro desks and and tables. and Desks, tables, chairs, file cabinets, doors, anything you can imagine. But we have all that area back there. and And at some point we really would like to look at expanding our office space and that sort of thing to make it a more user-friendly area. Yeah. And anywhere where people are tight, give them some breathing. Right. So right, right in the current city hall, it's every space is used. There's not a space that's not used. (laughs) And so, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a great old building. Don't want to see it change, but there is need for some expansion at some point. Well, and we always have to, you know, we're always going to end up having to do things like replace the windows, replace the carpet, throw some new paint on it. Uh, and that's a heck of a lot cheaper than having to build a new one. So this maintenance uh, in the long run uh, is well worth every penny. Now, uh, tell me, we, we talked, touched a little bit on this in the beginning. One of the biggest projects this year was the improvement of the East 5th Street Corridor. The city... And dot put in a light. Uh, what else did we do there? Well, you know, from Crook to Lincoln, we really did a lot of rehab as far as sidewalks, all those uh, air, green grass areas, the boulevards between the sidewalk and the road. We redid all that. We put in some sprinkler systems. We changed some lighting. Just made it a more user-friendly kind of place to come into town and say, oh, wow, this is really nice. It's a great community. We didn't do anything with the roadway. But the big thing we did there probably that was a benefit to everybody was that light that's at Sheridan Avenue because anybody who's traveled that street knows that it's quite busy. And sometimes when you're on Sheridan Avenue, it gets to be a challenge to try to get across there. Yeah, the old stop and go. Yeah. The old stop and go. So uh, that was YDOT. We we have great partners in YDOT. They do a wonderful job with us, and we've been very good to work with, it with uh, as far as uh, all these various projects throughout town. And so that was probably the big thing. But if you go down there, there's still some work to be done. But um, you'll just see we re- refreshed it, basically. Made yeah. it a nicer place to enter. Now, I remember, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, but this is the project where we had to get rid of some big, good old trees. <laughs> well, yeah, and, and there's, you know, everybody's doesn't like to see that. But yeah. a lot of times those trees are at the end of their life expectancy. Yeah. I mean, a lot of the cottonwoods that are in our town right now, those big majestic cottonwoods, they're over 100 years old. I mean, it, it, there's a life expectancy to everything. And so we did get rid of some trees, but we replanted more trees than we got rid of. Yeah. But it just it takes that time for them to grow and become the next mature tree. Yeah. But so we were it, cognizant of that, that we needed to replace trees. And, and you know, you... <laughs> When you're driving into Sheridan and you hit this top up here and you really look over, that's when you suddenly realize how many trees are in our city. Uh, it, it, it's just, it's beautiful to see because uh, you just see green tops right. as far as, you know, throughout the entire valley. You know, that's, you're right. When I drive into town, I hit that crest, that top, and I come oh, over that great. top, I'm just thinking, okay, I'm home. Yeah. 
this is my place. So, but it, you're you're correct, Mr. Mayor, because some of those big trees, I mean, their roots go off and do horrible things to the sidewalks every now and then. We all we've all seen it. Uh, but they also can get too big for their roots, and then one good storm, and we've got ourselves a much larger problem. Yeah, and then, like I said, some of those trees were just, they were kind of towards the end of their life. They'd been there for decades. Yeah, <laughs> long t- a so long time. You don't ever want to tear down trees if you can't help it, but these, you just need to be done. And like I said, we did replant, but yeah. so in a few years, you know, you'll start seeing the, the, the change. Now, the city does have an arborist, correct? Yes. We yeah, actually have are, two. Yeah. Oh, really? Two yeah. that are certified arborists in our parks department. Well, that's fantastic. And you'll see them out this winter even. They'll be trimming trees. So that's, it's a year-round thing. So. I think uh, if I remember correctly, it's always best to trim a tree when she's gone dormant. Dormant. Yeah. Right. So, so we probably will see quite a few people out there. Make sure you give them a lot of space. Now, that, that traffic light down there, have you received a lot of comments on that uh, up at the city, people really liking this thing, helping them out? Yeah, I think in general it, was, it just helped regulate traffic. I mean, and that was becoming a very busy corridor in Sheridan Avenue. You know, it was becoming, it's, all the traffic in town has increased. And so uh, that really helped with regulating traffic and, and clearing up a lot of congestion. Was there any issue that the city or or wideout ran into while installing that uh, that you can remember is or has this project gone pretty smoothly it's been pretty smooth nobody's really complained or said anything bad uh, in general it was well received so now uh, one thing that we were talking about a little bit before the 2022 sewer rehabilitation project uh, what did this project entail that's an ongoing thing. Again, it's just upkeep and maintenance. But we have, uh, we actually have cameras. Well, they'll go down and they'll inspect the sewers, and they'll look at things like roots and those sort of things. Uh, a lot of these, the old clay tile in town really has issues because roots like to grow into that clay tile. Then it clogs up the the sewer system. So we go and we basically do root cutting on those things. Or uh, if it's really bad, we'll do like a pipe lining, a, a sewer lining to put in. But we um, we rehabilitated or relined about three thousand feet of of sewer. So wow! And it's just it's always an ongoing thing. Yeah, I mean they'll scope an area and they'll see. Well, this is our next one. This is our next one. This is in bad shape. We need to get to it. But the again, the utilities department they're top notch. They get out and they hustle every day. So I I. I the, the group there has a, just a tremendous job, and they, they really, they were the unsung heroes, if you will. <laughs> yes, yeah, uh, because, boy, I'm here to tell you, you don't think about your sewer line every day. Until it doesn't work. <laughs> exactly, and that it's the first and only thing on your mind <laughs> yeah. until it's working again. Yeah. Uh, it's just like uh, with our, our waste disposal, our, our, our garbage service. You know, uh, I appreciate the heck out of those guys and, and girls that get up in the morning and head out, uh, rain, sleet, snow, and they make sure that the garbage is taken care of. Uh, unsung heroes. Yeah, and uh, there again, I'm getting up to on a tangent there, but besides the garbage pickup, they have the recycling center. And if you go up to the recycling center, you're just amazed at the sheer amount of things that are recycled and there's yeah. bales of cardboard there's tons of aluminum cans 
uh, that would have went into the waste line that doesn't go into the waistline. Um, there's paper. Uh, they just do a marvelous job. And I think it's been well-received from the community. I know I we have our own recycling bin that we always put our stuff into. If I go over to green waste, there's always everybody's always using those sort of things. We turn the green waste into mulch, which is used in the spring by all these gardeners. And so um, we have a really wonderful recycling program as well that keeps that stuff out of the landfill. Yeah. Yeah, because we got to think about the long term here. Yeah, and and those cells are expensive to close up. Yeah, landfills are not cheap. Yeah, because uh, you can't just push the dirt over top of it. No, it's a quite a process. It has a lining that you put in. In fact, we're going to dig up some old landfill cells that were pre-lining, and we're actually going to take those out and put them into a lined cell. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah, and then. Um, expand those cells so we can use them again wow so we're going back and kind of fixing an older problem we are yeah that's exactly right because way back in the day you just stuck it in the ground right right or threw it in the ravine right bev that's exactly right. (laughs) one of the things that i would like the community to um, understand is that our waste collection drivers they work every holiday except for christmas Wow. So they are picking up recycling and waste collection every day of the year with the exception of Christmas. Well, I want to thank those guys because uh, we all need it. We all need it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, When you see them, maybe uh, take something out, give them a muffin or something. Warm up that cup of coffee that they've got in the truck. All right. On that, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we return, we'll continue with the city of Sheridan. This is Public Pulse on 930 KROE. At 103.9 FM, shared. Federal Bank and Trust is excited to announce the First Federal Community Commitment Program. Each week for 52 weeks starting in January, First Federal will select a Sheridan County nonprofit who will receive $1,000 in cash, plus Sheridan Media will match that with a marketing budget. You can find an entry form at any First Federal Bank location or online at efirstfederal.bank. If you've received a donation from First Federal in the last three years, you're automatically entered into the drawing. Community Commitment, presented by First Federal Bank and Trust and Sheridan Media. Member FDIC. The owners and staff at Kane's Funeral Home would like to thank the families of Sheridan and Johnson Counties for choosing Kane's and allowing them to serve you during these hard times. Kane Funeral Home makes it their mission to take the stress and uncertainty out of ceremonial services. They own and operate the only crematory in Sheridan County, so your loved one is always in their care. Kane's Funeral Home. Call 673-5837 or visit them online at canefuneral.com. You grunt and groan every time you stand, bend, or reach. Aching bones and aching joints, they're not just painful, they're noisy. But seriously, for some, aching joints are debilitating. The specialists at Sheridan Ortho work tirelessly to end your aches and pains. From advanced hand and upper extremity surgery to computer-navigated spine surgery to complex sports medicine like hip arthroscopy, you're in good hands. Sheridan Orthopedics, serving Sheridan and the surrounding areas for over 50 years. Visit SheridanOrtho.com. Same-day appointments may be available. Do you love what you do? Well, I do. Hi, this is Jill Bates with Best 
Midwest Real Estate. I have the pleasure of working with many amazing people every day, assisting them with the next chapter, whether buying or selling. Real estate is not just looking at pretty homes. There are lots of hoops, steps, and challenges to overcome and people to coordinate to achieve a successful closing. We don't expect you to know what to do. You don't do this every day like we do. Let me and my outstanding and caring team at Best Real Estate be your guide and make the start of your next chapter a success. Give us a call today, 675-BEST. As always, make it a great day. Brokered by EXP. Face it, you don't want to do your own plumbing and heating work or repair. You need a professional, and that is exactly what you will get if you work with RAP Plumbing and Heating. Being fully licensed, bonded, and insured, you can rest assured that they will take care of your repairs and maintenance in the very best way possible. Call RAP Plumbing and Heating at 429-1196 and rest easy knowing it'll be done right. This is Dan Rapp with RAP Plumbing and Heating. And as we like to say, if you find a leak, let me take a peek. This is Dan Marshall with Captain Clean. While dirty ductwork and carpet doesn't necessarily mean unhealthy air in your home, school, or workplace, they may be contributing to larger health issues or harboring contaminants that could cause serious problems for people with respiratory health conditions, autoimmune disorders, or environmental allergies. Call Captain Clean today for your free HVAC and free carpet cleaning estimate. It's 100% free. Captain Clean, 672-0726. Affordable choices for healthy living. I'm with Candace Crane from Sheridan Honda and Power Sports. Tommy, hi. Honda is back at it again with another great redesign. Tell me more. The brand new CRV is sleek and modern inside and out. It has more leg room and cargo space. And I got to tell you, I've been driving it for a few weeks and it's by far the easiest and most convenient vehicle I've ever driven. I should check that out. You should. And while you're visiting, we'll give you an offer to buy your current vehicle. And if you sell us your vehicle before the end of December, we'll give you a $100 gas card. Get some extra Christmas cash at Sheridan Honda and Power Sports. And I'm telling you, Ben, people didn't take care of that. It looked horrible. <laughs> Good morning and welcome back to Public Pulse. I'm Floyd Whiting. My guests this morning are the mayor of Sheridan, Rich Bridger, and governmental relations specialist, Bev Lightnum. Now, Sheridan City Council will have three new council members this next year. How how does the city get them up to speed on everything that's going on? Or is there like a class that we attend? No, we like to create confusion. <laughs> <laughs> Throw them into the deep side that's of the pool it. and yeah. run. Here you go. You're in. I'll, let, I'll, let, I'll let Bev take this one. The first thing that um, we do with our new councilmen coming in is prior to them being sworn in in January, we do a council orientation. And it's about a four-hour process. And the purpose is to provide the new council members with a really broad understanding of the various facets of city operations and some of the intricacies that come along with that. So to start them off, we, um, the city administrator presents them with an overview of city operations. So basically what each department does, what they're responsible for. We give them a beginner's course in planning 101 because there are a lot of decisions that come from the planning commission that go to council for approval. We uh, give them a city budget overview and um, the mayor talks about um, mayor council protocol, council norms. We 
give them a crash course in Robert's Rules of Procedure, how to make a motion, how to amend that motion. Um, and I present them with um, an overview of boards and commissions that council members mm. can serve on and what those responsibilities will be. This year, we did something new. We had the current council um, have a conference with the new councilman about how to serve as a council member. And basically, they shared their their views on on their experiences for the last four years. Oh, wow. For the last two years. And um, that was... It, that was very well received and absolutely valuable. Yes. Uh, uh, you know, in the military, we called that the left seat, right seat ride. I'm not going to take over your mission duties until you and I uh, have sat down and done at least two or three missions together. Mm-hmm. So I know that process. And so that's actually great to hear. Now, they're not they're not voting. They're not doing anything like that. They're just no. sitting there. They're basically learning. This is the process. And that's a lot of information to try and, 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 and process that quick. It is. It is. And council members, one of the things I don't think people understand is that there is an immense amount of reading and comprehension that council members go through every month so that they can be well-versed on the issue that's before council that month. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, we did probably give them, you know, a little more than what they were looking for <laughs> in this month of December. But it's like we're going to get you off and running right away. And then it'll be it's about six to eight months, I believe, before council, new council members really feel comfortable within their new role. You know, and I would say that that's actually pretty good time um because i would think maybe a year year and a half for you know trying to get caught up on everything where you basically know everyone and know everything that's going on in the city because this is i i i'm not sure that the the you know joe snuffy out there uh, the general sheridan resident really understands how difficult running a city really is uh, and, and Bev, you've got a view kind of from the, the 30,000 feet where you're kind of watching all these pieces move. And there's a lot of pieces to move out there. There is. There uh, is. Now, uh, Mr. Mayor, you were the president of the council before you became the mayor. Yeah. Um, from your own experiences serving on the council, how much information were you given and had to process that was even new, uh, say... Every every month, every every time that you had to sit down, you're given quite a bit of information to keep up with and and be able to process and have some awareness of, um, and so it's an ongoing process. Bev says about six months. I think about a year, yeah. to get <laughs> where you're fairly comfortable and you know all the departments and you know the people in those departments and what they do, and so. Um, but that being said, you know, everything's always ongoing. You always have new information that you're processing or you're receiving. You always have new decisions that you have to make. So you have to have some awareness of, of what's going on so you make a good decision. Yeah. And so um, it's, it's, it's a challenging job, but it's also a very fulfilling job. What is the mayor's letter? 
the mayor's letters just every year at Christmas, I just basically send a letter out to staff that just I say, I, you know, um, we had a good year. I appreciate everything you do for us. And we do. We have a very good staff. I, Everybody, you know, I always say this when I'm on the radio. I, I'm just so proud of the people that work for the city of Sheridan. They get out every day and they just bust their butt for everyone. Uh, they take their jobs very seriously. Um, and they're a great group of people in general. And so um, when I walk around or I go to departments or I go into go up to the shop or wherever I go, I'm always just very impressed with their dedication. Yeah, yeah. So, and you need that. Oh, yeah. Uh, I can attest to the fact that the city of Sheridan is a great place to work. I've, as I said earlier, um, I just celebrated my 25th year with the city. And it, congratulations on that. That's you. fantastic. Thank you. And I would not have stayed with the city if I wasn't treated with um, respect and kindness. I've been given lots of opportunities to further my career. Um, I worked 10 years with the police department as an evidence tech and then 10 years out at streets and operations and then the last five in the mayor's office. So it's... It's very well-rounded. Obviously, I am not the only person with those long years of service. It is not unusual to see people with 30 and 35. And that's because it's a great job. It is a great job. And and once you get in there, I mean, with the benefits and, and the pay, plus you get to... It, there's nothing like looking forward to going to work every day. Because I think everyone has worked a job at least once in their lives where they just didn't. I know I have. Yeah. Where we you, all have. You don't want to get up in the morning. You don't want to go deal with X, Y, and Z. And it's just a drag. Uh, so to be able to work in a fun environment that gives you a professional satisfaction. Uh, and, and everyone who I've dealt with from the city has been an example of professionalism, which I greatly appreciate. Thank you. Uh, and, and so thank you, Bev, for sending me <laughs> some really great people to interview over the last couple of years. And, uh, you of course are invited back whenever you'd like. Oh, <laughs> we'll uh, have to see if I can bribe the mayor to let me come. <laughs> A couple cookies every now and then never hurt anybody, there you go. right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, Mr. Mayor, we've only got about a minute left. Is there anything you'd like to Say to folks as we go into the holiday season. No, I just want to wish everybody a very Merry Christmas. Stay safe. You know, be be smart with your choices. But enjoy your family. Enjoy your community. Enjoy your loved ones. Enjoy what you have. Enjoy each other. So, ben, Floyd, I have just one quick question oh, for you. Oh, oh I, we got the music going. What, what would it be? Why are Christmas trees so bad at knitting? Why? Because they always drop their needles. <laughs> and on that note, thank you so much for coming in. You've been listening to Public Pulse on 930 KROE and 103.9 FM. Share it in.
First Federal Bank and Trust is committed to our community. Beginning in January, we'll be donating $1,000 cash each week for 52 weeks to a qualified Sheridan County nonprofit organization. And Sheridan Media will match that with a marketing budget. First Federal is one of two mutual banks in Wyoming, which means they don't pay stockholders. They reinvest your funds right back into the place we call home. Visit efirstfederal.bank for details. Community Commitment, presented by First Federal Bank and Trust and Sheridan Media. Member FDIC. I'm with Candace Crane from Sheridan Honda and Power Sports. Tommy, hi. For the first time in years, we have a full showroom of Power Sports and we're ready to offer some great deals. Okay, what kind of deals? For December only, we are discounting all of our in-stock dirt bikes, ATVs, side-by-sides, and snowmobiles anywhere from $100 to $1,000 off. I want that. Me too, and we can help you finance your purchase with no money down and no payments for 90 days. Oh, you don't want to miss out, though, because the discounts only last through the end of December at Sheridan Honda and Power Sports. The wish-you-could-smell-this-ad deal. Because if you could, you'd be smelling McDonald's fries right now. And they smell like McDonald's fries. Enjoy one of our 350 bundles, like six-piece Chicken McNuggets, hot and spicy McChicken, or McDouble, each paired with small fries. And add in any size Coke or sweet tea. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hi everyone, this is Teresa with The Chamber reminding you to continue visiting Stroll Participating Businesses while wearing your Stroll button for your chance to get caught shopping. Our elves will be giving away Chamber Bucks on Saturdays through December 17th. For details, visit SheridanWyomingChamber.org. Christmas Stroll and Get Caught Shopping are brought to you by Visionary Broadband, Bank of the West, Century 21, BHK Realty, Sheridan Motor, and Wyo Theater. Okay, true or false, the original Santa Claus actually did have eagle-like claws. That is actually true. You know what is also true? You can get great Christmas gifts at Hando Service Center. Think about a snowplow for a 4 before side-by-side. Heck, think about a 4 before side-by-side. There's snowmobiling accessories and Bluetooth speaker systems for his 4 before Don't forget to remember Hando's pickup and delivery service on service and repairs. Merry Christmas from Hando. Ho, ho, ho's. Want to save some money on your pre-holiday preparations? Well, check out the Christmas online auction at sharedmedia.com. Get your carpets clean before Santa arrives. Pick up project supplies, rent equipment you need. Get holiday decorations with local retail store certificates. And when you're done working, there's plenty of dining and entertainment certificates too. Buy one for you. Buy one as a gift. It's live now. Check it out. Christmas online auction. Sharedmedia.com. Auction ends December 15th. KROE, Sheridan, broadcasting from the Wyoming Corporate Office Studio. KROE!